Hi, I'm Erin Hartz. Welcome to Grace Plus Boundaries, a weekly memoir in a podcast. I've realized through the past decade of my recovery that I learn the most about emotional maturity through listening to the triumphant stories of others. Are you yearning to unpack the effects of intergenerational trauma in your life? Do you want to stay true to your feelings, yet also learn how to accommodate the sensibilities of your loved ones? I'm dedicated to cracking the code of combining boundary setting with grace towards one another. Educate, evaluate, and evolve. Let's do this together. survivors of trauma. Welcome back to another episode. Today I'm going to be talking about sleeplessness and how that's been a major problem for me here and there as I left my abusive marriage and in the last six years after recovering from that decline in who I was and all that, there's been a lot of sleeplessness and definitely that's part of surviving trauma is or one of the causes of insomnia is could definitely be trauma. So I'm going to talk about that today and how I've realized some of my sleeplessness is anxiety and I wasn't really labeling it like that in the past. And so I'm going to talk about that. And then finally, this week, I did a little bit of work with my therapist about my insomnia and it really came down to the fact that it was caused by my shame. So I'm going to talk about that today. I hope that I'm going to be able to stay on point and have my thoughts be clear today. I have just had my head in the clouds a little bit. I don't want to talk too much about it, but I did go on a sixth date with somebody today, which is a lot of dates. And meeting someone on Bumble, the app, and then having it work out so far that much is really rare. I don't know how much you all have dated online, but it's been pretty junky for me for the most part. And I think a lot of people feel that way. It's it's challenging, you know, and a lot of that, you know, I'm sure has something to do with my stuff that I do. But um, this is pretty exciting. So I uh, have a new relationship going on and maybe someday I'll share about that. But uh, it's pretty exciting. So All right, so I started experiencing sleeplessness, I'd have to say, like way back in the middle of my marriage before I had my son, when I was working a lot as a teacher. And when I was first teaching, I spent so much time at work. And I remember going through little periods of time where I couldn't get enough sleep at night. Sometimes it would be I'd fall asleep you know, when my head hit the pillow. But then other times I would, I'd wake up at night and kind of feel anxious and be thinking about how to solve problems in my classroom. And I think part of that is just kind of normal. I mean, I think all our brains like to solve our work problems and find solutions while we're sleeping. So it wasn't ever such a big deal that I looked for remedies or I don't even think I ever took sleeping pills back then. Um, which sometimes I do now when I when I can't get a lot of sleep. But I remember when my marriage started getting rocky and 
well, when I had my son, I mean, sleep was so hard already having a baby and then getting up to nurse him multiple times a night. But even after he started sleeping a little bit better, that was the end of my marriage when he was about two. And that's when I really started to have trouble sleeping at night. I'd fall asleep and then I'd wake up in the middle of the night and just have a ton of anxiety. And back then I really didn't even know it was anxiety. And I talked about this a little bit um, in my emotional abuse episode that I'd wake up and kind of feel like I was in danger, like my life was in danger and I didn't know where it was coming from. And it really was just a reaction that I had from the abuse that I was feeling from my my ex-husband, you know, and the conflicts we were going through at the time. And I was very fearful of him seeking retribution for me, standing up for myself or those types of things. And it came out at night when I'd feel like someone was going to break into my house or attack me or something. Um, But back then I didn't know how to ask for help. I mean, I went to a therapist then, but it was very few and far between. Like with Kaiser back then and even now, it's very hard to get a regular therapy going on. Like you have to have, I think I got like six sessions in a row every other week or something. That was the most they possibly give or that it's so it's not a lot and then when you're done with those six sessions like you have to be checked up again it was very minimal and it wasn't enough for me to really get enough help for what I was going through because there wasn't enough time with the therapist so um my insomnia really started again when I moved out and was a single mom with my son that first year and I had chosen to stop drinking because after being on my own with my son, I used to always drink with my ex-husband and I didn't think there was anything wrong with me drinking because I would be drinking with him and we would only drink on the weekends, you know, I mean, we'd drink a lot on the weekends, but I just thought it was kind of normal. But then when I was a single parent on my own, if I was having a glass or two of wine on my own at night, it just started feeling really weird and I could tell that I was using it as a crutch when I'd go to a party that I wasn't happy to be at I would end up drinking a little more than I expected to and kind of teetering on that edge of should I be driving home or not you know and um, that got scary for me quickly And so I chose to stop drinking then. But one of the things that happens when we give up a substance is that a lot of feelings start coming into our vicinity, right? So that's one huge thing that happens when we stop doing a substance, which I've just experienced that after giving up coffee. That's really why I'm talking about this is because I'm going through sleeplessness now and Partly it seems like it's related to my job, but it's also because of me not relying on that drug every day. I feel like it really has truly uncovered like a deeper, it's kind of peeled a layer of shell that I was covering myself with to protect myself. So now that I don't have that, there's kind of this exposed part of me that is seeking to be helped and I could even call that my inner child 
I could call that, you know, I really do believe in that. I've done some inner child work with my EMDR therapist. She does talk about the different ages of myself. And as I work on that, I do kind of visit different ages of me as a child. And it does truly feel to me like I have reincorporated those different parts of me back into my system as I go through each layer of of treatment or each layer of like figuring out what my anxiety is and kind of mending those parts of me that were so dispersed and hidden and repressed, I guess you could say. So yeah, so this first sleeplessness, I'll go back to that. At When I was a single mom at first, that first year was really hard learning how to be alone with my son so much of the time. So I had sleeplessness then And I remember back then, I kind of started realizing that I'd wake up at night, be like, oh, shoot, now I'm I'm up again, you know, and be kind of annoyed by it. Like, I can't go back to sleep. This sucks. And then after a while, I realized I could kind of ask my higher power or the universe or God or whatnot, like, okay, are you trying to show me something? Because that had been my experiences it was like this teaching moment where their vortex vortex opened up and I was able to kind of connect with my higher power somehow in that middle of the night time. I've heard people say that, that sometimes there's this like, you know, I don't know if it's a witching hour or it's just like a more um, permeable time to connect with the divine I mean, I don't know, but it seems like that could be true. So that was my time, it seemed like, maybe around 2 a.m. that I would feel like I could connect and ask my higher power or God, you know, what is going on here? What do I need to look at? And I'd always get kind of some answer, like maybe I'd be shown a conversation I had with a friend or with my son and I'd decide, okay, I need to apologize for saying that or doing that or maybe acknowledge that that wasn't okay or maybe I'd decide, okay, next time I'm in that situation, I'm going to do something differently. And it was kind of like my way of changing my behavior to be better. And that seemed to work. It's like once I got that message that I was supposed to get, I was able to go back to sleep. So that kind of worked back then. And then now, you know, every, every few months, I kind of have gone through another bout of sleeplessness in these last six years since I've been recovering from being in that abusive relationship. Um, I was just such a a shell of a person. Is that what people say? I was such a, it doesn't, it feels like a person without a shell, really. I was like a snail without my shell back then. And it's like for me to rebuild those parts of me that were missing, that got crushed in my marriage, it took a long time. So I've been kind of rebuilding myself up in the last six years. One of the things I've had to go through is a lot of nights where I have insomnia and weeks at a time or things like that. Recently, I've been having that a lot as I started this new job as a teacher. It's kind of, I used to teach elementary school for nine years and then I took a break when I had my son and then I came back to um, teach elementary part-time. I did was like a reading specialist for a while and then I got this job in middle school that was part-time and I thought you know I really want to change. I really like just teaching language arts 
more than teaching all the subjects. It's better for me just to focus on some. So I switched jobs. And then now this year, as I've talked about before, I have my job teaching sixth, seventh, and eighth graders ELD. It's hard. It's like I'm a first year teacher again. I've had to go through a lot of those feelings of not being good enough this year since I it's my first year teaching these subjects. It is really hard. I'm not going to be a superstar at it. And I knew this going in that this was going to be really hard for me because I like I used to be that person that wanted to be perfect at everything. Um, and I knew there was just no way I could. I couldn't do it even if I had tried, really, because I didn't know how to teach students that don't speak the language. That's I wasn't trained that well in that, and um, I knew I was going to have to learn it on my own. So this year, I went through a lot of anxiety in the first couple months, a lot of sleeplessness. I used some sleep aids once in a while um, to help me fall asleep, but I really don't want to rely on that. I have... A few friends who smoke pot to go to sleep. So I think people use different types of stuff, but I'd really like to not use substances in my life. And so I want to find a way to get rid of my insomnia. So as I'm going through this again, I realized that I had some anxiety in the middle of the night when I was waking up. So that was more the term for what I was going through as I'm waking up and I'm actually having anxiety. It's not just me worried about school and wanting to solve that problem. I actually feel really anxious about it, you know, and I couldn't really pinpoint exactly what it was. So it's been happening for the last couple months. And finally, I decided on Saturday to talk to my therapist about it. The insightful thing for me that came up was that my anxiety was directly linked to shame. I have felt so much shame about not being good enough at this job, as I have talked about on this podcast. And it even goes deeper than that, though. There, Even though I mentioned that here, I kind of outed my shame to try and get rid of it by telling you all about it. I did do a little digging there. I was able to talk about it, but it's so deep. It's My shame is so deep in the fact that I think I'm supposed to be better at my job than I am. I think I'm supposed to be quicker. I think I'm supposed to know it all. I think I'm supposed to solve the world's problems on my own. I just have this ex- expectation of myself that is just astronomical. Voicing that with my therapist this Saturday and really digging into it, and I don't I don't feel comfortable sharing at all those details because there were a couple things I said about it that were very painful for me to say and they don't even seem like they're that big of a deal but just to admit some of those things that I believe about myself is very hard to say out loud so I'm glad I at least talked to my therapist about it and we she's my EMDR therapist but we do talk therapy too so a lot of times we'll just talk but once Every month or maybe every two months, we will do some processing, as she calls it, and that's the EMDR. And so she uses an auditory EMDR where I put my earbuds in, and it does a beeping on the right and the left. 
And so we go back to kind of what the memory was that caused some pain or a painful incident. And then I kind of talk about my feelings and then we do the processing with the beep, beep, beep to the right and left. And it's supposed to bring those traumatic memories to the other side of your brain, which somehow dissipates the strong effect it has that brings us down. And I really think it seems to work because after I've gone through that and done a lot of it with the sexual abuse that I experienced, that has really lifted. Um, So I know that this works. And so we did do a little bit of that on Saturday through about this shame that I had about not being good enough at my job. And um, we'll see. I mean, I think I feel clearer today. I feel I feel like I do have a little less anxiety. It's just tricky. It's really tricky because sometimes I don't know how to get deeper into myself to figure out what is actually going on. Like, what is the shame I'm actually feeling? Like, it really did take me 30 minutes of discussing it with her to even get to the point where I was saying something that was hard for me to say and making me choke up when I was talking about it. And so that's the place I have to get to to be able to do the processing and to move forward. So... I felt like that link between my anxiety and shame was new information for me. It might be something everybody else knows, but it's really interesting in this work because what I've been studying up on psychology and things for eight years now and trying to learn about trauma and these things, but until I really internalize them and have experienced them on my own and can talk about them in my own experience, it's like I didn't really learn it. It's very different to be able to talk about something that I learned in a book than to be able to like feel it in my body and and process it. I really wonder what do you guys do for insomnia? I know that it affects a lot of people and I know that there's a lot of drugs being sold to help people sleep. And I'm worried about taking those, like what kind of side effects am I going to have? And I also truly believe that if I'm being woken up in the middle of the night by my body, then I need to listen to my body. I don't want to dull it with a drug, right? So that's what I know is if my body's giving me that signal, I need to listen. That is what I've learned more than anything else. Um, Well, take care, survivors. I hope you get great sleep tonight and you get all the wonderful support and therapy and love and comfort that you need to thrive. You deserve a big high five and a smile in the mirror for showing up for yourself today. Thank you for your dedication to introspection and self-awareness because our personal evolution is what will make this world a better place. If you enjoyed the episode, please give me a five-star review and share it with a friend. And let me know if you want to be a guest to share how you are navigating intergenerational trauma in your life. You're welcome to join my free monthly goal-setting workshop on the first Wednesday of every month. Just DM me at iHeartsAaron.